everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on this glorious Father's Day. It's my day. Five kids. I can do anything I want today, right? How about it? All right, man. I can't wait. And we got a great show. We got a studio. We got about 400 people in the studio today. I know there are a lot of people. So, oh, we didn't take a group picture. Oh, uh, well, to do that during we'll the break. We'll do it later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Rosario is a great restaurant. Uh, opened in Adams Morgan this past April. Brand new. Brand yeah, spanking new. It's and the neighborhood is all a buzz. Uh, Chef Logan McGear. McGear. I said it right. I'm stumbling on my tongue. McGear. Uh, it's really interesting. He creates Southern Italian dishes and homemade pastas. He's brought in a ton of stuff. Yeah, and beautiful. with him is a name you're going to recognize, Sammy K. You used to hear him on 99.5. I feel and like now, you should introduce him differently. Now he's a like, pastry chef. Uh, yeah, I'm a pastry chef, and uh, you know I run a snack company, Snacklands, day-to-day with Logan's. So. All, right, All right, so if I have a heart attack, you'll take over. We'll take Here over we for you, man. All right. <laughs> All right, later in the show, we're going to be talking about the second annual Chesapeake Food Shed Feast. They were in last year. We actually went yes uh, last year. It's all for that future harvest. It was so much fun. Uh, and in to talk about it today, we have Dina Liebman. She's the executive director of Future Harvest. And she brought with her Shane Hughes, who is with Liberty Delight Farms. And actually, we met Shane just a couple weeks ago at the Central Farm Market. So we're really excited to hear about everything they're both doing. Yeah, all right. Okay. The first ever barbecue and grilling week. Uh, uh, presented by the Restaurant Association is coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's tomorrow through it Sunday. It starts tomorrow, and restaurants right. all over the city are participating. Yep, and uh, there's going to be a, a huge national capital barbecue battle. Myron, M- M- I can't even say his last name. Myron Mixon, Mixon who was who here last week, won over 220 uh, competitions. Uh, was on the show last week. He's going to be there, and uh-huh. you better watch out because he's good. All right. Yeah, and but so, do you want to talk about who's in well, yeah, talking Leah Cheston, about it? My goodness. Who owns uh, Right Proper Brewing along with her husband, Thor, and Chef uh, Jonathan Bohr are in. They're going to give us a 411. And they brought uh, in those barbecue sandwiches. Yeah, and I'm, I'm waiting I'm just to dig into sure. that. Okay. Becky with the good hair is in studio. Where is she? There she is. Hi, Becky Olin. We couldn't find her for a long time today, but she is here. Becky Olin is with Passport, which is a two-to-one drinking guide for the district. Where are they? I have them right here. They're so cool, and you're going to see them all around the city, and you can use them all over at area restaurants and bars. Tell them what two-to-one means. You tell them what two-to-one means. You buy one drink, you get two. There you go. It's two-to-one. Okay, very good. So Becky is going to be telling us all about the program, where you can get it, and where you can enjoy it. All right, and who's up for a wine festival? Me! Yeah, Nikki is for... I'm always up for a wine (laughs) festival. She's up for wine, period. Uh, The annual uh, Vine on the Waterfront Food and Wine Festival is set to return next Saturday, the 24th, at uh, Orinoco Bay Park in Alexandria. Uh, they've got great wine tastings, uh, area restaurants and eateries are part of the fun, entertainment and more. Paolo Zambrana's in, Barry, Barry Eisenhower from uh, Horton Vineyards, and Doug Fabioli from Fabioli Vineyards are all in to talk about what's going on. Fabioli Sellers, right? See? Right. Did we see, read. Doug, did we see you at, at uh, last did, year there was a the huge event Loudon in Loudoun County. County. You yeah, won like every award. Everybody you were, was <laughs> you were, like, what, kissing uh, up to him. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> there was a lot of waxing poetic about right. you there. It was fun. But let's get, you know what, first let's get to Mitch Berliner. Mitch, are you there? 
Yes, I am. All right, Mitch Berliner is with said he's the genius behind he and his wife Debbie behind Central Farm Market. So you know we've got Shane in on the show, and we met that Shane with you out at the market. Shane, you want to say hi to Mitch? Hey, Mitch, how you doing? How are you, Shane? Um, I gave away your spot at the market. Are you okay with that? He, he gave, gave away, away your, your spot at the market. You, you gave it away? Sure, no problem, man. <laughs> no problem. Can I just say, he's a lot bigger than you. I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that, uh, is, that he is. We had a salami discussion earlier. And you're going anyway. to be uh, emceeing the Future Harvest event, right? Yes, I am. We went last God help year, them. Debbie's on the board. What an amazing lineup of chefs. I'll let Dina speak more about that. Right, Dina will give us everything. Yeah, um, today at the market, I know you always want to know, it's the first of the season, nectarines, peaches, tons of berries, blackberries, black raspberries, cherries, sour cherries. Wait, where are the peaches and nectarines from? Um, They are coming from two different places. Uh, Twin Springs in Pennsylvania has just started their early nectarines and peaches. And in the northern neck, we have Westmoreland Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. As peaches, and next week, Toygo, which is a little further north in Pennsylvania. Toygo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, T-O-I-G-O. It's a very big, yeah. uh, huge yeah, farm. So they, they, they do amazing things. Great, you know great, great growers. All right. great growers. And, of course, we've got Father's Day here, so we have live entertainment, as always. Right. We have a local brewery, Wardeca Brewery. We have a very local uh, spirit uh, distiller, uh, Twin Valley. Um, and of course, we have like entertainment, balloon people for the kids. We have a kids club. You can come down and make a Father's Day card for dad. So we always got stuff going All right, on. Well, we got to wrap up, but I, I have to ask what did you get me for Father's Day? Anything? What'd you get him for Father's Day? Uh, I, got I don't him. want to talk about it. I got 10 people come to my house, and I'm the only one that works on the weekend. <laughs> right, right. You should have had 12. Anyway, Thanks a lot, Mitch. <laughs> All right. All right, well, anyway, thank you. And. People can find out by going to centralfarmmarkets.com what's happening. Well Thank done. you for having us. And we'll see you, you at the right. feast. You got it. Bye. You got it. Bye-bye. All right, so, Nikki. Yes. Let the wine pouring begin. Okay, will you introduce everybody? All right, That's well, okay. you know, uh, uh, we said that the... Uh, uh, I speak. Can you speak? On oh my wine God. on the Waterfront. It's a new name, so I'm tripping over, but it's Wine on the Waterfront. Uh, it's a food and wine festival. Uh, Paola Zambrano is one of the organizers. Paola, why don't you step up to the mic and just give everybody, let's start from the start here, and tell them a little bit about the event. Well, it was previously known as Alexandra Food and Wine Festival, Mm -hmm. and about maybe two years ago, we changed it to Vine on the Waterfront. So it's still the same festival at Orinoco Bay Park from 12 to 6, and, um, you know, bringing you delicious wine, food, a little children's corner, moon bounce, and just a family event, you know. You don't have uh, to bring it to me. I'm sitting here looking at the <laughs> But why why do the event? I mean, there's a lot going on around town. Like, what were you guys mm-hmm. trying to do there? Bring the community together. Mm-hmm. I mean, people come out with tents, literally. Bring out their kids, their babies, mm-hmm. their blankets, and tent out. It's right at the waterfront. So the view is just gorgeous. I mean, you should just see the families just come around and... They even bring their own snacks if they're not buying from the vendors. And it's just amazing. It's a beautiful site. It's a beautiful park. So it's right. a great, great community event. Well, we'll talk more about the event during the show. I right. want to get Barry Horton up. Uh, of course. Uh, Barry, Barry, Barry Horton. Not Barry. Barry. <laughs> Sorry, oh Barry Eisenhower, but spelled a different way. Um, uh, uh, from Horton Vineyard. Sorry. So, Barry, you guys are obviously participating in the event. What do you be doing there? Well, Pouring a lot of wine, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> right. That's a boy. 
Um, and you've participated in the event before? Yes, we have. And so is this, I mean, listen, you guys get asked to do a lot of events. Yes, you know what I mean? Do you feel, a year. So do you feel like it's a good way for people to learn about your vineyard and learn what's happening I think at the your best wines? way is to come by the vineyard. Mm-hmm. But these uh, events are all fun, and they have their own little niche to them mm-hmm. that make them fun. And so it, this has been a good one for us. Tell us a little bit about Horton Wines. Uh, Horton Wine is one of the older wineries in Virginia, mm-hmm. 1989. And um, that's early, <clears throat> or rather that's actually pretty late for Virginia wine in the industry. Most of the Virginia wineries that you see today probably didn't get started about 2005, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're one of the older wineries. And uh, we currently have a little over 60,000 I mean, 60, uh, acres that we have under plant. Wow. Did you just say 60,000? I did. I yeah. did. I, I 60, didn't want to tear it off. I mean, yeah, 60 acres. Yeah. 60 acres. Yeah. yeah. I did okay. say 60,000. I'm sorry. It did right. sound like 60,000. Yeah, you sounded like You're a, right. Like, <laughs> suddenly yeah. you were Lauren, what's his name from Bonanza? <laughs> no, I'm no, just repeating the, the, the grown wine on the North 40. Exactly. Uh, well, we're going to come back to you later so we can learn more about the kinds of wines you're making there. But what are you going to pour for us first? Well, we have a Viognier, which is uh, Virginia's. Grape? White grape mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one of those things that most people have never heard about because if they, they're used to a Sauvignon Blanc or they might be used to a Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the Viognier's go straight in. They're dry wines. They go great with foods and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And most people here in Virginia are very happy that the grape grows well. It's a, it's a French grape originally. Okay. And, I mean, Virginia is really known for its Vignonier, right? I mean, it's... Um, it's... We, we are beginning to get really known for it. Yeah. But doesn't everybody call it Vignonier? No, they don't. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. It depends that. on how many bottles you've had at the time. Oh, very good. Uh, All right. Well, will you please pour that for us in studio while we go to our next guest? All right. So, again, Chef Logan McKeer yes, is in here from Rosario along mm-hmm. with his pastry chef. Uh, the esteemable Sammy K. Logan, why don't you start off with a little info about the restaurant? Please. Um, <clears throat> so a while back, I used to work for an Italian chef named Rosario. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was back in Arkansas where I'm from. He passed away in 2009, and I've always wanted to do an Italian restaurant, and I thought, might as well name it after him. Well, ha- these... before you, like, where were you before you opened up Rosario? Like, let's get a little history um, on you. I'm still currently the, the chef at Smoke and Barrel. Okay. Uh, just 300 feet up the street right. there in Adams Morgan. Uh-huh. So uh, I split my time between both places. Thank you. Right. So I've been there since 2011. Mm-hmm. You still got some Arkansas in your voice. Right. So. Yeah, it's not going to go away. No, no, no. That's just going to stay there. <laughs> so you're doing two very vastly different concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about Rosario and the... And why don't I just dig in? And yeah, what you're looking it. to Actually, do Actually, that VA will go really good with right. this, uh, this Caesar. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, tell us about like what, what you're doing here. there. Cool. Um, so, focused on Italian food, mostly Southern Italian. There's a lot of seafood. We uh, make all the pasta fresh every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the cocktail program is awesome. Okay. We have a, Can you stop shoving that in your face while he's talking? Just no, take I'm a bite. You no, let him eat while I'm talking. I'm he talking He wants to know now. if his food is good. Uh, he knows his food is good. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't need you to do That's that. Why I'm here. Okay. That's why he's on the show. Um, right. So, yeah, we have a great wine program. Focus mm-hmm. on Southern Italy. We do a couple things from the north, like this right here, this bolognese. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like a, Why the massive meatball? So, if you're watching on Facebook Live, we have, yeah. he brought in this beautiful pasta dish, but it's a pretty big meatball. It is. Why go that route? I thought it was funny. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to serve a big meatball, okay. and why not? Now that do I'm they a have a weird sense of humor down in Arkansas? <laughs> I think, yes. Yes, yes they do. Um, so, um, how big is the restaurant? Um, it's 
58 seats inside, and then okay. we have a patio where we can sit another 14. And why Adams Morgan? Because I mean, Adams Morgan used to be a super hot area, and right. now it's sort of known. It's kind of going for, through a renaissance. There's a lot of nice it? restaurants there now. Well, there's great spaces there. You, know, you, have, mm-hmm. you have Mintwood, you have Tailup Goat, you yep. have Johnny on the Half Shells, mm-hmm. you have Jack Rose at the bottom of the hill. So there's a lot of places that you can go. Absolutely. Spend money at and spend Where was time it at. We used to go cities. Yeah, cities. It's long gone. It's long gone. It's a long, long. Yeah, that was, how did you and Sammy hook up? I met him. Uh, through a mutual friend, Nahim, yeah. who's a beer director at Jack Rose. And, and then we started uh, kind of last year as a joke, we started making vegan pork rinds, snacklins. <laughs> okay. And, and now, now we're in over 20 grocery stores around D.C. Yeah, so, why, so, so where are the snacklins? What are well, snacklins? We're here to talk about Italian food today. I know, so. but we can hit both. We have plenty <laughs> you know, of time. With a name like Sammy K, you're very Italian. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Very, we, very We can't Italian. seem to make the snacklins fast enough. Okay, so uh, what are Whole Foods is gobbling up. They're a vegan pork rind made out of mushrooms, onions, and yuca. Yeah, so 60 calories for a whole bag of chips, and it's kind of just taken off. It's like we said, it's a joke that's gotten way out of hand, and now... That's why you kind of quit I kind of don't do radio anymore, because I focus all on I either that remember, or helping you know what, out Logan. One of my, we all eat lunch together at my place, and one of my people had a bag of snacklins. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And that's I us. ate them, and they were good. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. So Real you're doing... All right, so you guys it's are doing a lot yeah. of stuff I'm a, here. Yeah, I'm very busy. You're very busy. We changed <laughs> our focus from girls and party into food now, and it's been really okay. successful, you know? It's I been s- truly I successful a lot of for money. us. A lot very, of money. You're a very <laughs> confused boy. Yeah, right. Okay. So talk about the... Uh, uh, oh, we got let's go to commercial. We'll come back and talk to you guys. Oh, okay. Let's do All that. right. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're going to cheers. Ding. We'll Ding. see you in a little bit. <laughs> All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, mm. and we're talking Rosario. Uh, Logan McGear, uh, who is the executive chef, and you the sole owner? No, no, no. Um, got partners? You got a couple partners. All right. Okay, so you brought in the beautiful meatball, and Sammy, you're doing the desserts? Uh, yes. So okay. The, it's a panna cotta. It's actually going to be a burnt orange toffee panna cotta. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that's actually Rosario's original panna cotta recipe. Yeah, so I ended up with his old recipe book, so a lot you know, of this is... So it kind of pays tribute to him, you know, and kind of what he influenced Logan mm-hmm. with. And then on top of that, you're going to have candied orange... Uh, some fig crumble and uh, bee pollen. Cool. So, oh, were I love you bee making pollen. desserts while you were on the air too? I mean, um, was... yeah. I mean, I've always kind of worked. You in... were also like doing drinks, weren't you? I was you? doing drinks. I was doing food. Uh, working mornings, you have a lot of afternoons off, and mm-hmm. so you meet a lot of people you in know? the industry, and you end up, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I met him, he had some of the craziest kitchen gadgets just at his house. I'm like, those are some cool. of the things that chefs have like on their wish list. Objects of torture, right. or like pr- just sous vide machines, and yeah, yeah, objects of torture. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. your day. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, the cocktail program, the drink program there, yeah. too. Who's um, doing that? Uh, a couple of guys named Steve Laycock and Josh Mazza. Um, mm-hmm. We partnered we up with Laycock? them. No. He, uh, he, he's come down from Manhattan. He just moved here. He has five no. spots in New York. So, but Anyway, he's making a really great cocktail program. A lot of spritzes and Southern Italian drinks. Mm-hmm. We have this juicer that spins juice at 13,000 RPMs. Is your whole thing with Italy because of Rosario? Oh, yeah. That, and I just like Italian food. Well, so Who do doesn't we, like Italian yeah. food? Yeah, major Italophiles here. Yeah. So. All right, so let's make sure everybody knows where Rosario is and mm-hmm. any of the other right, dudes where you tr- are online, too. Yeah, uh, rosariodc.com. We are in Adams Morgan at 2435 18th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, open seven nights a week and on Saturday, Sunday for brunch. So I know you guys got a rush to brunch like right now, but we want to thank you so much for coming in this morning and, and, and knocking and out all this, plates. I got, do yeah. all this we'll delicious food. Back. I'll leave them and uh, I'll come pick we'll, them back we'll, up for me sometime. We'll get them back, back to you. <laughs> Although I do have a sushi platter in the back of my trunk from I know. like four weeks ago. That's but. also true. All right. So Doug Fabioli, Fabioli Sellers. We 
Good well, morning. Everybody's applauding. Look I at know. That. <laughs> Doug is Doug. Kind of a, Everywhere Doug goes, he's just followed by people. When it comes to Loudoun County and Northern Virginia wines, Doug is... Uh, you're like the big poppy of the uh, of the of the wine guys there. Some have uh, dubbed me the Godfather of Loudoun County wines. Okay. I'll accept it. Take it. Uh, I'm the cheapest guy in Montgomery County, so we have we good. Have title. <laughs> uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about Fabioli Cellars and your background, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about what you brought in to drink. Okay. Well, I've been uh, grew up in upstate New York. Been in the industry 37 years. Got to Loudoun County 20 years ago this month, and uh, it's been why? really why. You know, I was in California 10 years, and life was getting a little um, a little tough out there. It was good, but got the draw to come back to family, you know, parents and, and uh, in-laws and all that. Um, my fa- my uh, in-laws are in Montgomery County as well, and I landed in Loudoun. Is there anywhere else? Uh-huh. There isn't. But uh, the nice thing was is that the industry was just starting, and I was able to get, get a foothold in. And when I started, we had about four wineries in the county, and we're up to about 45 right. now. And I helped a lot of these get started, and then I actually helped get consultants going, so then they started others. So I see I've got got children as far as the wineries go, but i got grandkids as well. And it's really nice to build your own neighborhood and build a whole culture around helping each other, making good quality product. And, uh, you know, we all do something with the land, and that's a, that's a good thing. Well, I think what you're saying is really important <clears throat> because it's it only does everybody well if each vineyard or winery that opens also does well. It's in everybody's best interest for everybody to be successful. When I I was in business school, we didn't learn that, you know, but I learned it out in the world. Crush the competition. That's it. Yeah. We don't want to crush our competition. If there's a a wine from Virginia that is not that palatable and somebody drinks that, they think, well, I don't like wines from Virginia. I mean, you're ruining a whole thing. So it's in everybody's best interest for all the wines from Virginia to be delicious. But there are like over 400 vineyards in Virginia, aren't there? Isn't that the number? I think 260 on the wineries, but vineyards-wise, definitely 400 or more. So there's a lot of growers. Virginia and Texas are the fifth largest wine-producing states in the union, right? Yes. We just outgrew Texas. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You're bigger than Texas, boy. Yes. And and our governor is very proud to wave that flag to be bigger than Texas. We like your governor. We like your governor. Governor. We tell like us, your governor um, a lot. Tell us what you're pouring first for us. So today I brought something a little special, a little different. This is called Ladies' Man. It's okay. actually a cider. It Ooh. is an apple cider with raspberries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wanted to show you a little something. We've kind of do some real traditional dry reds. We'll do that in the later later in the segment. Okay. But I wanted to do something fun and bright. And, and this is just something that we've always made our raspberry Merlot. And from that raspberry, we used a little bit of that into a, a, a cider. And uh, it's kind of cool. Cool. So we're going to pass that around it. and All people right, to we'll enjoy. Give it a try. All right, great. All right. So Future let's move on. Harvest we, Benefit Dinner. We attended a, an event last year, the mm-hmm. Future Harvest okay. Benefit Dinner. Mm-hmm. Was last year the first one? Yes, no. this is the second one. Uh, Kahal Armstrong was kind of a, the, the chef driving force behind it. But uh, Dana Liebman, who's the executive. Dina. Dina, I'm sorry. <laughs> Typo. That's okay. Yeah, you can be Dana. In my fantasy world, you're Dana. <laughs> um, uh, Dina Liebman, who's the executive director of Future Harvest uh, CASA, CASA, and Shane Hughes of Liberty Delight Farms in Reiserstown. We'd never think of farming in Reiserstown, but I dated a couple of girls from Reiserstown. That was like farming. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I can agree with that. That was more like harvesting. Was, um, more like harvesting. More like harvesting. Yeah. But they're in to talk about Depends the on what you're trying to plant. More Dina, like grazing. Dina, i got to get along with Shane. Shane's a big sucker, grazing, so I don't want to, yeah. you know. Uh, why don't you tell us about the event? So this event, um, 
is easy to talk about, mostly because I just had a glass of this delicious Viognier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was delicious. Really yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an event to remember. And the reason why is we pair the mm-hmm. area's top chefs with the area's top farmers. And um, the chefs have to cook eight dishes sourced or made with ingredients that we source from our farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Future Harvest works to advance sustainable agriculture in the Chesapeake region, mm-hmm. and it's a farmer-based organization formed in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, it's The farmers are the engine behind it. And so this feast is a celebration of both the people who prepare the food and the people who grow the food in the ground. Well, is it also a great way for, you know, I mean, there's so much, to- so much has changed in the chef world as far as, you know, ordering from Cisco as opposed to, you know, now people are like, no, I want to know who my farmer is. I want to yes, work with them. Exactly. And so does this, is this another conduit for people in the restaurant community to have a face to their farmers and get to know them better? Yes. In fact, one of the chefs was like, I want to know all your farmers, you know, wants to uh, source all locally. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Chef Cahill Armstrong, who's the host of the event, mm-hmm. is a master local sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Um, we he have really is. Sorcerer? Yes. No, sorcerer. He is a source. We have Chef Crin from Clarity. Sure. Eric Zebold from uh, Kinship, Kinship. Metier. Mm-hmm. Amy Brandwine from Centralina. John Fisher also from... Society Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out. Harry Cameron from Amuse, and he's an, he's amazing. He's in Rehoboth Beach. Okay, and he gets all his produce from the Eastern Shore. Um, uh, and so now, how Jordan did you Lloyd? Well, so uh, um, how did you? Oh, Jordan Lloyd, who's now at, at Midwood. Midwood Place. Yeah. So how did you? How do you hook up with the farmers? Like, where did you two meet? Like, how did that happen? Shane. In a bar in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were. Uh, it's a long story. Lo- long, long story, but uh, actually, I guess we met. We had a, another mutual friend slash farmer who uh, we were doing a, an event in uh, Annapolis by a grower uh, event at the state uh, mm-hmm. Maryland Department of Agriculture puts on. And a gentleman farmer. Uh, we were kind of standing side by side, and uh, he was the president of Future Harvest at the time. Mm-hmm. And he overheard a conversation where, in my prior life, I was in the uh, business world and a CPA, and his ears perked up because, like, wow, a farmer and a CPA, right. we need this guy on our board to be a treasurer. He knows how to right. count his cows. So, so basically, we didn't let Shane leave the event. You wrote that song, One Potato, Two Potato, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's dating me now. Well, so. wait, 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 wait. Let's hear let about me, Shane's farm. Well, wait, we, I okay. want to hear about your farm, and I also want to hear about how you, because one of the things your group does that I think is really cool is you mentor new farmers. Right. Yes. So, didn't we bring them in last year? Didn't we bring we, them Yes, and we'll have them. There again, we have 70 awesome. trainees this year, that's up incredible. from 13 just two years Yay, ago. People right. that's so are exciting. passionate about farming. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear about I, a farm in Reisterstown. Is, uh... Yeah, well, Liberty Delight Farms has been in existence. The actual Liberty Delight part has been in existence for about eight years. It's been in my family for, for five generations. We have the original land grant from the King of England. Uh, but, wow. Uh, <laughs> As I, I said, I, I was. Uh, I think my parents were his slaves. <laughs> I uh, in 2008, I was in the corporate world. I had enough. Uh, the markets were going south, and I was asked to go to New York. I turned that down, and I said, you know what? I'm going to return to my roots of farming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a farm, 
So I decided then that um, you know, farming, doing but something was it that you love. A cow farm. It was. It was okay. always a small cattle farm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of a, a hobby. My the, the folks that owned it had jobs off of the farm. But, uh, you know, I decided that, you know, my passion was farming and with animals and being outside. And it was time was right in my life to uh, to make a career change. So I took took over. And, well, tell uh, us a little bit about the products that people can get from yeah. your farm. Well, we started out raising just beef. Uh, Angus mm-hmm. and Simmental are our breeds. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we, we cross those, uh, find that they provide the best uh, carcass. Mm-hmm. And started doing farmers markets, selling to restaurants. Then I started getting inquiries as to pork. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, used to have a few pigs when I was a, a kid. They're not that difficult to raise. So no. we uh, expanded into the pork. He's and, never read Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And then uh, chicken, chickens, and I uh, came on board. And and uh, the most recent addition has been rabbits. So right now we have wow. about. Uh, 160 head of cattle, uh, anywhere about 40 pigs at a time. Jeez, about 600 chickens, mm-hmm. a couple hundred laying hens, and you know so rabbits multiply. So, what you say is your primary business? Is your primary business the layperson or the restaurant? It's our bottles about a 60-40 split. Okay. Um, 60% retail. We do five farmers markets uh, in the D.C., uh, Northern Virginia, Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we also have an online store, libertydelightfarms.com. Uh, folks come out to the farm and purchase. And then our other 40% is, you know, dealing with chefs. We, and we how sell. is working with this organization been for you? Like, what does this... Oh, it's it's very beneficial. I mean, mm-hmm. because not only you know is my passion with uh, raising healthy animals, but protecting the environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got 160 head of cattle and a bunch of pigs running around on some ground. It's very important to make sure that that ground is is rested and taken care of. So, as well as the Chesapeake Bay. So, you know, working with Future Harvest uh, on the grazing our grazing programs. You know, it's very beneficial. It's a win-win for both organizations. And All right, I'm going to jump in because we're going to go to commercial in a minute. Dina, give everybody the, the Are we, information. Can we come back to them for one minute so she we can, can just give a run-up? Okay. While we do that, we'll take the break now. We're going to take the break back. now, and then when we come back, we'll give you a little bit of time okay. to really talk about the event. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I want to remind everybody, if you're out in the Potomac area, go to the market at River Falls. They have incredible beef there. Speaking of beef... Huh? And it's twenty percent off all all month, and it's really mm-hmm. that's a steal. That ain't yeah. your 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 grandma's twenty percent off sale. This is unbelievable <laughs> stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's get back to uh, uh, Shane and Dina for a second. So Dina, um, let's give everybody the run up of the event, what they can expect. The now. second annual Chesapeake Food Shed Feast. Yes, please. Yes, it's at Society Fair in Alexandria, Virginia, which mm-hmm. is Cahill Armstrong's event space. It's beautiful, huge atrium. Um, all the chefs are there, uh, the people, there's local uh, cocktails made with locally distilled spirits um, and wine from local vineyards. Uh, the food is incomparable mm-hmm. and it's it's just, and the farmers are there as well and it's absolutely... And you have amazing auction items. Oh yes, the live <laughs> auction, it brought food and travel packages that are, are so much fun to bid on mm-hmm. and there's so much fun actually 
to take advantage of them once you buy them. Right. And um, yeah, it's just a, a an event full of great spirit and great food. And it's not your rubber chicken fundraiser. For no, sure. it is absolutely not. It isn't. It is <laughs> All right. Thanks, not. guys. All right. Thank you so much. All and right. if you want more information, you can also find out about it on the list. Are you on it? The list. Are you on it? Dot com. Shameless it's plug. It's there. It's there. And chickens and rabbits from Liberty Delight Farms. And yes. All natural meats. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. All, All of them. All of Looking them. forward to it. It's All a great right. time. All right, man. So let's go back to Barry. Barry, do, do people ask you, because your last name is Eisenhower. It's Eisenhower. Do they, I know, but do so they ask you if you're related to Of course Mike? they do, and uh, the answer is yes. Oh, <clears throat> well, there you go. Quite seriously. Um, Love the cousin. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Yes. So, um, so let's talk about the different kinds of wines you're doing at Horton. You know, I know you have the Viognier, but... What are the other kind of grapes you're growing there? Well, we grow over 17 different varietals, and we're doing the Petit Verdot for this one, mm -hmm. which is one of our uh, Taurus series, we call it, which is one of our specialty vintage wines. Okay. And they are in short supply. They might be anywhere from 80 to 50 cases mm -hmm. uh, per, per batch, and so they can't be distributed in stores and things. You have to really get them at the wine festivals or at the winery. Okay. So it's really dealt more specific because again we just don't have production on it but we're very proud of these and again and, i think but do you feel that people petit verdot seems is that a wine that people are familiar with not at all unless right. they're a, a bordeaux fan however uh -huh. petit verdot loves the climate here as does cabernet franc right uh also malbec mm -hmm. where cabernet sauvignon and merlot which most people are familiar with we think doesn't do as well in Virginia right. as the other three grapes. Mm -hmm. And so here you have a situation where you have a wonderful grape that's kind of unknown, meaning in the sense that if you're not part of a Bordeaux blend, most people wouldn't go in and say, I'd like to have a Petit Verdot, please. Of course. But once you've mm -hmm. bottled it and had it, I think that you, your mind will change a little bit about the quality of Virginia wine. Does Are you guys feeling the effects? I asked Shane this, too, on his end of, of climate change in, in your— Global uh, warming, climate change on your... Well, first of all, when you're dealing with the farm, I mean, the, it's changing all the time. In fact, here in Virginia, we have to work for a living in the wine business. Um, it's not an easy Are harvest. Are you implying that the Californians don't? Oh, my goodness. You can, walk, <laughs> you can walk down the street in California and spit out a seed and come back and harvest it three weeks later. Am I true? True? Yeah, but, but I swear, mine was a marijuana seed. So. Well, no, 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 no. We're talking about grape seed oh, here. Oh, oh. Uh, but here in Virginia, we have to work for a living. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we're having up the, the season right now that you have the beautiful warm weather where you want that. But what happens here sometimes in June and July here in Virginia, we can have a, a massive storm. Right. Grapes do not like that. That's not a good growing culture. So we have to really work for a living here in the farm industry, yeah. uh, producing what we call the fruit. Of which you're drinking right now. All right. See All right. well, we're going to drink it, and we'll come Cheers. back and talk to you about it. Yes. Salute. All right. Where's Thor? Leah Cheston is here. Leah is here. And what is she? She and her husband. Were, I, I, Thor was one of our first guests. He was. On this show. He was. He Thor's at the brewery today. All right. He was, he was, Leah and though, Thor are co-owners. Yeah. Of Right Proper Brewing, and if I remember correctly, it's right near that Howard Theater. We have right? two locations. Our brew pub is next door to the Howard Theater right. in Shaw, and we have a production house in Brooklyn, in Northeast. DC. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, she's brought in her chef, uh, Jonathan Bohr. Uh, am I saying it right? Yeah, you say it right. Oh, <laughs> Jonathan Bohr. Happy. So, so, so they... here's the thing. They're participating. RMW is launching this week, this huge barbecue and grilling week as a way like for summertime excitement. And they have all these offers and opportunities 
what made you guys decide to get involved with it? Sure. So there's about 30 restaurants in D.C. participating mm-hmm. in the first uh, barbecue and grilling week. Um, we, you know, we're known at Right Proper for our beer, obviously, and for our brewery. Yes. Um, but our food's good too, and I wanted to give our Chef Jonathan his due. And um, and we have a wood grilled kitchen, a, a wood fire grill, which most people don't mm-hmm. maybe not realize. Um, and so we do barbecue, and we do burgers and ribs and things like that. So I thought it was a good chance to because highlight that. It happens that. to go really good with beer. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. And then the other thing is we don't participate in the in Restaurant Week, which is great. Um, but we don't participate in it because where our price point is a right. w- doesn't quite make sense for that. You know, we're under twenty dollars for an entree. My kind of place. Uh, so this exactly. So this makes a lot more sense for us in that in that aspect too. Right. So, um, chef, tell us about the kind of grilling and barbecue that you do. Okay, uh, I made some uh, South Carolina golden barbecue mm-hmm. pulled pork, which uh, is coming with the uh, house made. Uh, slow uh, of course wow. we uh first we um smoke the pulled pork mm-hmm. the pork and then we brace it for like six uh hours it's gorgeous I so know. the barbecue i made it like no, no, no. it's a, a master base and uh added some uh, apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and uh i simmer for like half an hour and of course like adding a lot of love on facebook live first of all my wife wants me to cut it in half which i is, do because i want other people I, in the studio to enjoy it it's well, not just oh, we, we have a bunch you can have I, your own i'm gonna but like, I, <laughs> most people cut it or they just eat it they just, just eat, eat it. it all right <laughs> get ready to be grossed out okay, get it. here it goes i'm already he hasn't even put it in his mouth yet i'm already grossed out okay thank god there you go. Good. He got it all over you. Serves mm-hmm. you right. <laughs> so, Nikki, um, I'm from North Carolina, and we do more of a tomato-based sauce. So, Jonathan kind of did this, you know, against my will a little bit because okay, it's right. a mustard-based well, so sauce. Are really, um, you know, it's not always easy for everybody. But for people who don't know, so for barbecue week, gr- barbecue and grilling week this week, um, some of the restaurants that are participating are Acadiana, St. X, Charlie Palmer Steak, uh, The Partisan, The Pig, obviously Right Proper. Um, but it all culminates um, with the giant barbecue battle, right? Going on at next Sunday, is it? Yes. Yes. So, so yeah. Oh, no, battling? it's two days. It's, it's two days. It's the 24th and the 25th. Yeah. No, so you're not participating. We're not battling, no. Right. You're no. not battling. You don't need to do that, <laughs> right? No, those are like... Those are serious people. Like, yes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all they do is competition battles. You know right. What I mean? and, and barbecue. And we're not solidly in the you know right. barbecue world. Well, but. so let's talk about your restaurant just a little bit. Because we haven't had you guys in since you opened up the new property. So tell us a little bit about how you've grown since you opened up the original one. In I mean, Shaw. I remember, I guess you guys Let's were in. The last time blessed. I saw you, you were just opening it up. Sure. So we opened the Brew Pub three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in Shaw at 7th and T Street, Northwest, next to the Howard Theater. Mm-hmm. And, and going well. And the... The, it's a very small brewery, five-barrel brew house there, and we were finding in our first year that we were barely able to keep up with the, with the demand in, in the house, and which is great. And at that point, the beer you were um, creating was only being served at the brew in your pub. property, right? Yes, okay. and so we wanted to kind of share it with our friends at other restaurants, and we just didn't have enough, okay. right. couldn't make enough. So um, so we decided to, to go for it and open a, a production brewery, uh, so just about two miles up the street in Brooklyn at 10th and Gerard Street Northeast. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's so it's a, a brewery and a tasting room, no kitchen there. Okay. We do have food trucks on the weekends and... So events and things like and that. Events is and it an event kind of space? Absolutely, like, yeah. We do a lot of events in the in the brewery, and we at the Brew Pub can kind of cater to those as well. Because I find that that's what a lot of the breweries are doing now. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Almost like the vineyards and wineries 
you know, realize, oh, wait, not only do we have this beautiful property, but people can come here and do a whole host of things here Absolutely. Well. Weddings, yeah, uh, right. makes it a great background. It's a little backdrop. weird for a bar mitzvah, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean the space isn't fabulous for it. Sure. Uh, like in amber, please. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, and what about your beer production now? Yeah, so we um, are distributing. Um, we uh, go through a distributor and sell to other restaurants in D.C., Northern Virginia and Maryland and mm-hmm. a little bit in New York, New York City. Okay. Um, and probably staying focused on, you know, local mostly um, for that area. And then we are currently uh, draft only, so only at restaurants, but we're looking into bottling and canning as well. Oh, wow. And what kind of, for people who haven't been able to be in, like, what would you say your top three productions are? What, what How many beers are you making and what, what kinds? Sure. Uh, Raised by Wolves is by far our most... Popular. Popular, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's our aromatic pale L. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one is always available at the production house, and then you see it at several restaurants around town. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then beyond that, we do um, f- fooders. We're kind of known for our fooders. So at the production brewer, we have these giant 45 hectoliter French oak barrels um, mm-hmm. that actually housed wine um, for one vintage. So we um, age beer in them and, and they do kind of a Solera style where we um, have a lot of old beer that remains and when we add new beer to it. And so it creates a house yeast culture that makes it pretty funky and pretty cool. Cool. That is All right. awesome. Let's All make right. sure everybody knows where your locations are. Sure. So the brew pub is at 624 T Street, Northwest D.C. And the uh, Brooklyn Production House is at 920 Gerard Street, Northeast. And you guys are participating at both well, at one property. Just right, so property. for the barbecue and grilling week, mm-hmm. it's just the shawl because that's our only right. restaurant. And so is it like, are you offering multiple dishes? Is this the dish? So Tell the, us how this it is works. the dish that we're offering for barbecue okay. and grilling week, the, the barbecued pulled pork. Um, but we have uh, lots of other uh, things that we cook on a grill. We have um, our wood fired burger, mm-hmm. we have ribs, um, which are awesome, right. and a very good Father's Day. Right, thing to do. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, and, um, and also, what else? We cook salmon on the grill. Yeah, we do salmon on the grill. Mm-hmm. But we, some, we also uh, like. Every day we have additions, so we do some different kind of like burgers, like a mac and cheese uh, burger and stuff like that. So it's very very smoky oh my God, burger. Mac and cheese burger, yeah. that uh-huh. sounds yummy. Yeah. So you can you can come see us like anytime. Anything. You've got it. All right. Well, thank you both for coming <laughs> this in. This was delicious. We just want to let everybody know that uh, the first annual barbecue and grilling week. Uh, put on by the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington is going on all week with over 30 restaurants in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. And there's all barbecue and grill-themed dishes being served at the participating restaurants, and they're priced between $11 and $33 during the week. So this is $11. The barbecue battle is right on Pennsylvania Avenue, the 24th and the 25th, correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. Thank you you so much. And now we're going to talk about a twofer. Where are you, Becky? Becky Olin is here. She's with DC Pass. Oh, she's the DC Passport Program Coordinator mm-hmm. with Passport. And Passport Where is, is basically passport? a promotion. It looks like a passport. It's a promotional piece to take you on your way through the various uh, cocktail lounges and restaurants. But when you buy it, you get you show it. You get drinks, two drinks for the price of one. Is that the deal? Yeah. So there's over 54. Um, Breweries, bars, distilleries, restaurants all participating throughout the district. Um, and basically, it's a little passport. It works just like a passport. All the restaurants have stamps. So when you go in, they have specific cocktails that are specific to their location. So if it's a beer pub, they're going to have beer. If they're going to have the cocktails, they're going to have the cocktails. And then you can go in and get a two-for-one, and you get these really nifty little stamps. And it's a one-time deal. Oh, it's a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. Right. But the whole, so 
The whole point is, is to fill up the passport, yeah. right? So it goes from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So there's Look the... how much I drink. Hey. <laughs> it is. It's, it's definitely a champion. I had a drink here. I had two drinks there. So, and then where do you get the passport? That's really the first question. Yeah, so you can get them online at thepassportprogram.com. But we have partnerships with Salt and Sundry. So mm -hmm. both their Union Market and 14th Street location. The lovely Amanda McClemens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Upshur Street Bookstore carries them as well. And then Odd Provisions, the corner store up in Columbia Heights, also carries them. All right, we need to take a quick break. But when we come back, we want to talk about, like, how the concept came to be and how it's been executed and how it, it grows and it's working, okay? Sure. This and is... I want to take another bite of that sandwich. Yes, you do. This I'm is David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. Yes, do visit the market at River Falls. <laughs> and also... I want to say thank you to our other sponsors, our friends at ProFish, Celebrity Cruises, and, of course, Central Farm Markets. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Yeah. Go there. Food, go check it food out. Food and more food. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get back to the passport. So, okay. So let's talk about how the concept came Yeah. I was going to ask the origins. Sure. So it was uh, out of Denver about four years ago. A couple of my friends started it there. And then when mm -hmm. I moved to D.C., and having sort of seen the environment here, I reached out to them. I was like, you guys should let me expand it here. You should let me bring it to D.C. and see mm -hmm. what I can do. Um, so that was three years ago. Uh, D.C. is the most successful expansion city mm. in the entire program this year. I'm really excited. I'm the second largest city in the mm -hmm. in the nation to be doing this. We have a couple locations in um, Fort Collins and Boulder and then Kansas City, St. Louis. So there's a couple passports across the nation that are doing this. Now, when you're putting this together... Are you curating it specifically? Like, are you like, okay, these are the restaurants that I want in here. And you go after them specifically. Mm -hmm. And then are there restaurants that come to you and you're like, I don't know, I may have to put you on a waiting list. Usually. So I go to each of the restaurants and I check them out because I want this to be something. The idea is like, it's more than just drinking, right? It's about mm -hmm. the idea that the district has got so much going on in all the different neighborhoods from U Street to Adams Morgan to Ivy City to mm -hmm. Barracks Row. And each one, like when I moved here, it was such a challenge to like, where do I go? There's so many places opening. There's a new restaurant every other week. So. I mean, that is what the list are you on is for, <laughs> but whatever. It is. And well, I've got to slip those shameless plugs in it at does. least twice a show. But it was one of those things where it's like, it's just, I wanted something and I, I wanted to create a list where it's like when you go to these places and a, and a passport where you could engage with the area and it, it's, it's. It's a lot about drinking. It's a lot about the good places to go and drink within them. But knowing, like, you're going to get the good cocktails, you're going to get the good beers, you're mm -hmm. going to have, like, a really nice time. There's sports bars. There's nice restaurants for dates. There's, you know, good places for birthdays. So it's really, you know, building on the idea that there's so many wonderful places that, you know, you guys celebrate, D.C. has, and kind of get everyone out to explore those neighborhoods and mm -hmm. sit, eat, drink, enjoy the restaurant, get to know that neighborhood versus just... Come in, have a drink, and leave, or something like Let's that. Ask is an there question. well? So, how many are in here, and do you plan to expand on that, or is this like the magic number? Uh, so, right now, this year we have fifty-six. Um, which last year we had fifty, the year before we had forty-two. So okay. each year we add a couple more. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, there's a waiting list for uh, restaurants to participate in the summer of two thousand eighteen. What does it cost? Uh, they're $20. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So if you buy it and you go out and you use it three times, you've already paid for the book. And then right. you still have all summer because it goes until Monday of Labor Day. Wow. And do the restaurants really get behind being a partner in it? Because I would feel like it's in their best interest to be like, hey, like, where's your passport? Right? They do. They do. A lot of them really get engaged with it and have a lot of fun. Um, 
they bring in their social media teams and do big promotions for us. So Gloria and Georgetown, they're a huge fan of it. Uh, um, Hank's Oyster Bars has been a huge uh, supporter for since the program launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the restaurants are in here really enjoyed, and they do it every single year. What does it cost right. the restaurants to participate? Nothing. No, it's a two-for-one drink. So a lot of them um, will have specific cocktails that they make for the passport. Some of them get those sponsored by the liquors. Um, Otherwise than that, it's it's a happy hour deal basically anytime because there's no blackout day too. So you can go for lunch, you can go for dinner, you can Mm -hmm. go end of the night, and you get the two-for-one price. That's amazing. All right, so let's tell everybody where they can find their DC passport. Yeah, so it's on passportprogram.com. Salt and Sundry has mm-hmm. them, Odd Provisions, and Upshur Street Bookstore. Fantastic, and you can get it online. And mm-hmm. if Amanda keeps opening stores, you can only just have it there. Right, exactly, city, so. exactly, exactly. Yep. Becky, thank you so much for coming on. This is terrific. All right, let's go this. back and talk vine on the water again. There's a lot of other stuff happening there besides food and wine. And I, we talked uh, you know, briefly when, you, when we opened the show about it, but you've got live entertainment and all that. Are there bands, and what do we got? Come on, so reach for those this notes. year we have Alan Scott and the band, and Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. Mm-hmm. So like that sounds good. Marriage. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cute and, name. Cute name. <laughs> and what does it cost to get in? So it's um, well, we've already closed the for online tickets, so mm-hmm. it's on site only, and it's twenty dollars. It's free to attend. So anyone could come in, um, uh-huh. but if you do want to do the tastings, do the food and wine, you do have to purchase a ticket. It's $20, and you get eight tickets. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's that's nice. pretty good. It is very good. And once again, just tell everybody how many wineries are going to be there and what else is going to be there, and then we'll bring Doug back up. Mm-hmm, about 15 to 15 plus wineries and a um, couple restaurants, about 10 plus. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of pastries, a lot of bakeries this year really wanted to participate. Mm. Um, we have um, Dolce from Old Town Alexandria participating as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, to cool everyone down, we'll have they ice have cream, gelato, yeah. mm-hmm, gelato and mm-hmm. we have other people. We actually have a um, couple food trucks this year as well. So, that's great. New exciting things. They bring a lot of fun <clears throat> to they do. these events. They do. All right, so All Doug, right. come back up. How much courage did it take to start your own, to start Fabioli Cellars? <laughs> well, I was in California, and I almost started. Okay. I mean, I was working for another winery, and I enjoyed it. I was at Buena Vista Winery, and I was really glad I didn't take the step then, because mm-hmm. when I got here, all the pieces were right to go forward on my own. I mm-hmm. did get pushed off the bridge a little bit and had to learn to fly. That's how it um, goes. That's the way it well, goes. The land is right. cheaper here, right. too. The land was cheaper, and oh, um, the industry was starting up, mm-hmm. and just helping other people with the knowledge that I had in the production. But then I got into the business end and saw what other people were doing. And, you know, because you don't learn business. You learn some business in school, as I did. Right. But you got to really learn the ground and everything working around there. And that that all came together pretty well. Mm-hmm. So very fortunate to, to get my own started. But, yeah, it's uh, all in. Right, you know, the kids the kids suffer a little bit as you're running your own business out of the basement of the house right. for a lot of years. As it goes. Look, but, Sam um, just said, I hate my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where is it? So we are we are in what a little spot I call Luckett's Land, okay. uh, north of Leesburg. Um, uh, we're up there in Luckett's, and uh, we've been there. We bought the land almost about seventeen years ago, and uh, we've been doing this now for you know been open for about about twelve years. And how many people work the? I've got about forty paychecks. I write. 
part-time, full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are working five other farms in the area. I do some consulting and help some other wineries with their wines, um, grow a lot. And we're doing a lot of different stuff to bring all the paychecks in. So my sense is well, that you and Sebastian are sort of the two um, ambassadors for for wine out there, helping the other vineyards stand up and get going. Yeah, there may be a couple more, but I think those are in, in Loudon. We certainly are. We're, we're taking a bite. Nate Nate Walsh is stepping up. He's been with Sunset and he's got his own label started. He's helping a few folks out as well. So he's kind of that next younger. He he doesn't have the the uh, the gray hairs that me and uh, Sebastian have, but he's getting there. All right. And so just for people who haven't had an opportunity maybe to try all of your wines, what would you say like are your the ones to taste right now? Well, the one I brought today, the last one I brought was our Cabernet Franc. And I okay. always refer to that as our as our little black dress. Okay. I mean, it really is, you know, we Barry mentioned it earlier that it really is, it grows well here. Right. And I, I knew a little bit of it when I was in California, but I feel we, blend, we age it in Hungarian oak, which mm-hmm. is kind of a signature of mine that I've enjoyed over the years and seeing those barrels come across the ocean. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it's approachable. Sometimes it's got the intensity of a bigger red, mm-hmm. but it also has the, um, the the depth and the character of a Pinot Noir. And that's okay. kind of fun to be able to ban- dance the two a little bit and have a good approachable classic red mm-hmm. that people are recognizing. And we, you know, we're able to carry that. We have it in Whole Foods and we have it in uh, Wegmans and um, uh, Total Wines as well. So we're doing a little bit on the big stores, but we also do the small shops and the restaurants that uh, that love to carry this. Well, that's terrific. And uh, the Petit Verdot earlier was just delicious. I mean, I feel that people are afraid of names that they don't know. Do you know what I mean? So I think you put it perfectly, Barry. Like, if you saw Bordeaux, you'd be like, of course, I'll have that. But, you know, they see Petit Verdot and they don't know what it is. Our... First consultant here in Loudoun County was mm-hmm. Alan Kinney. I'll give him a plug. Okay. And he worked at Horton many years ago, and he helped a lot of us get started. When I got here, he said, do mm-hmm. you grow the grapes that people know and sell that wine, or do you grow the grapes that you can grow well here and do your best to promote Educate those everybody. wines? And that's been the second, you know, the latter has been the way that we've been able to make it in Virginia. Okay, so, Barry, please tell everybody where they can find you and your fabulous Well, again, wine. going back to the Wegmans, the Kroger's, mm-hmm. the Harris Teeters, you find most of our wines. <clears throat> we also have um, distribution through the small stores, like you said. But uh, Total Wine & More has most of our wines available. Okay, and uh, your uh, website, please? You had to ask me that. Right, that, okay. <laughs> Barry, you know what a website is, right? right. Okay. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. Is that your no, no, Facebook? No, no, we're almost done. Yes, got, I we got, got one go. more minute so on Horton, the show. Look Horton, for Horton Vineyards. Look at Horton Vineyards. Yeah, Google okay. Horton Vineyards, which and I did quickly, yesterday. And quickly, where can people find you? FabioliWines.com. Excellent. If Thank you, guys, Italian, so much. If you don't speak call me. All right, All right, so everything you heard about on the show today, look for on the list, areyouonit.com, and lots more. Listen to Nikki on WTOP every Thursday live at 1240. We just launched a new podcast. You can find that on iTunes under Foodie and the Beast. Right. I mean, the podcast was there, but now we're relaunching it. Well, so, we've got yes. Anyway, so we there. want to thank all of our guests for joining us today, bringing in all this fabulous food, delicious wine. So much good is going on. Everybody, please have a delicious week.